Hey there, I'm Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And this is Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. Where we buck the fear-based narrative and explore topics in a fun and unique way. All in service of personal growth. What is up, everybody, and welcome to episode number four of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. I am your co-host, Jeff. And I am Tatsu. And we are excited. Uh, Two reasons. We are excited for one, to get into the normal format where we just beat up a topic and go in deep, have some jokes around it, and ideally, you all and us walk away with some sort of takeaway of action over the next week or so. But the real reason we're excited is because we actually get to display and debut our button downs and basketball shorts and share if there's a story or random and really, you know, go all in on some of the fun around this podcast. So Tatsu, let's start with you. What are you wearing today? Uh, so I got I got the standard necessary piece in any wardrobe. The the, the plain white button down shirt goes with any color suit, yeah. uh, any any type of slacks you want to wear with it. Um, of course, it also goes with these plain black basketball shorts. Oh, nice! Keeping uh, it classy, the black and white. Yes, all I need is a is a bow tie to complete this outfit. Um, which I'll think about next time I, I do go to a formal event. Um, but these, yeah, a little bit, little story about these, these actually have a story behind, uh, behind them. And this was, uh, maybe like seven years ago, I went on a business trip to South America and the first stop was Panama. They lost my luggage. Land Chile. They lost my luggage. No, no, it was Copa, Copa Airlines, affiliate of United. They lost my luggage for about my whole time in, in Panama. So I had to buy everything, dress shoes, slacks, you know, button down shirts, all of that, including something to sleep in. And I happened to buy these. Um, so these are a very memorable pair for me because it, it does remind me of that trip. And it was, it ended up being a really awesome trip, but um, that was my little story for these. What about you, Jeff? What you got on? Nice. And bonus points for showing a little knee on the show, you know? Yes. Yes. Nice. For all the, all the ladies out there who are in the knees. That's right. And Tatsu, as of right now, I'm still <laughs> single. Just letting everyone know. I am not. So I'll keep my knees to myself. Uh, so I've got the classic gray on gray with some blue here. Uh, these are Adidas basketball shorts, which... A little story there, I was sponsored by Adidas as a coach, and I remember the first time I was going to use my fancy credentials to go to the Adidas store in the Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica. I worked in Brentwood. I had all the status, and the cashier laughed at me when she said, when I told her that I was a sponsored tennis player with Adidas, and how do I provide a discount here? (laughs) Uh, So it was pretty hilarious. I had to thumb through some emails and you know, prove that I was who I said I was, but she said that she's never heard anyone use that before. She apologized, but these are my, what's that? You get the discount. I did get the discount. I got 35% off. So pretty, pretty cool. So these are my status shorts. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm ready to roll. All right. Well, let's, let's get into today's topic. What is today's topic, Jeff? 
Today's topic is faith. So we figured we'd start with a nice, light, easy topic. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm curious, Tatsu, like when you hear the word faith, like what immediately comes to your mind? Um, well, my, my relationship to faith has changed over the years. Um, in the past, it used to be um, very, very much tied to like religion, mm. you know, um, and that's what it was. So I didn't really have much of a relationship to faith um, from that definition. Um, it was more of like wishing and hoping and dreaming were the words that I, I used to use. Um, <clears throat> now it's completely different. And when I just do, do like a little quick Google search on like faith definition, it comes up as complete trust in someone or something like straight up, um, straightforward. Mm. And that very relevant to me. Um, so that is something that I think is very, very important to me. Now my relationship to faith, um, and complete trust in everything I do, including especially myself, like what am I capable of? You know, what is my potential in this life? Um, so it's a very, very, meaningful word to me now very much Nes a necessary word in my vocabulary what about you <laughs> yeah well as i casually just uh this is live time people as i casually drop my mother's credit card under the door for my wife to give her i will share that uh faith for me is similar um i kind of collapsed it when i was younger as like a, do not open this box um i remember when I was younger, I was about six, five or six. I think it was six. My parents sat me down and we had a collective group of, of, of friends and associates that were you know, Jewish, Christian, all kinds of religions, uh, also none at all. And I remember them sitting me down and saying, do you want to go to synagogue, church, or play sports on the weekends? That was how they phrased it, to a six-year-old boy. <laughs> um, and of course, I answered sports. And uh, they never brought any of that stuff up until I brought it back up when I was like 18. So similar to you, it was kind of like faith went into the religion category. Mm -hmm. um, little did I know that I acted upon faith and intuition my whole life. Mm -hmm. um, so similar to, to yourself, like once I kind of realized this, and I don't know, I think as we get older, probably have some crappy things happen to us. We get curious. You know, I remember sitting down after I had career ending shoulder surgery as I, you know, three months into me going pro and I read the Bible front and front, front to back. Right. You mm -hmm. know, which I hear is like the worst way to read the Bible, but that's how I read it. And, um, I just read it out of fun, out of just like curiosity. Hey, this story comes from everything. Let me just see what this is about. Mm. Uh, it was cool. It was very informative and it laid the foundation. Uh, into what my spiritual beliefs were down the road. Mm. But to your point, I think faith isn't just about religion or spirituality. I think that actually does it as a disservice. I think it's, you know, simply like believing in what's not there, what's not seen, right? right. And people do this all the time, mm -hmm. right? Like they, they, they pick and choose where they want to have faith, mm -hmm. right? Like right. you call for an Uber, uh, you take the Uber from point A to point B. Well, you don't know if the person has been drinking or whatever they've been doing. Uh, we get on airplanes, same thing with the pilots. 
Um, we, we have our kids in schools and we're trusting the teachers and we're putting faith in our teachers and our systems. Um, who's all the time, um, mechanics with our cars. Right. So I think it's, it's funny, right? Like a lot of people's relationship to faith probably at least started similar to ours and maybe they haven't even gone back in. Mm -hmm. Um, but yet they're being faithful in a lot of areas that just don't realize it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Very much, very much tied to so many, so many things, um, like trust being a big one. Right. And then like commitment too. Right. Cause if, if you don't have faith then you're not going to be fully committed, like if I don't have faith that my car is going to get me to where I need to go alive, I'm not even going to get in the car. Yeah. Might as well just ride a bike or walk. Right. If I have faith in riding a bike and walking, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. And then, it, and then it goes, it spills into other like more com- complex things like relationships and, you know, starting a business and um, whatever your career path is. Right. Um, and I, I realized like back, you know, un- until more, more recently, um, I didn't have that commitment to different things. And I, I think it's because I didn't have faith in myself. Yeah. It's, all in. Yeah. I think you're spot on. I mean, how do people, you know, regret certain things that they didn't take a chance on? Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, like in my mind, I've compartmentalized faith and trust. That's just because it's easier for me to process them. Mm-hmm. But I look at like faith in like long-term external and internal, but external things like, Hey, I'm going to be great long-term. Hey, I'm going to be great long-term mm-hmm. trust is the one that I micromanage. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is obviously a reflection of faith as well. But, um, it's interesting, right? Certain things we, we will do, right? Some people will love to travel and, and have all the faith that comes with that, but won't have faith to start a business or get married or have children. Um, and it's always been interesting to me when we dive in deep with their relationship and what they've made things in the past mean to substantiate those contexts that are driving the show, right? Those beliefs. Right. Um, what do you think was like the biggest belief you had that was holding up your faith? I think um, that I'm not worthy. Like lack of self-worth. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. So why even try and then prove to myself that I'm not good and then be ridiculed for it. Mm. And then I'm going to beat myself up even more for it because I knew all along that I wasn't good enough. You know, so to go in, to go all in, you know, burn the boats, you know, no, no way, no back doors, you know, go all in. Like I, I, I always like kept some kind of out, you know, because of that. What about you? I think I went the other way. I think I was more ignorant than faithful, (laughs) you know? I, I wasn't one for backup plans. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure I went all in, you know, looking at all the things I've done and things I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as I've gotten older, I think less risk adverse, right? Mm-hmm. Or more risk adverse. 
One of those two. More risk averse. More, more risk averse, right? Like you just have more to quote unquote lose, you know? Yeah. Um, but still, you know, uh, you know, recently moving from LA to Charlotte, I don't know if I gave it more than 10 minutes of real thought. Mm. Mm. Uh, someone in my gut was like, go. Mm. Um, and I'd only spent probably what, three, four days in Charlotte prior to that? So, you know, I think that intuition, your gut, faith, you know, it all kind of intersects with with trust, trusting yourself, trusting others, trusting, you know, universe. For me, it's God. It could be a blueberry muffin in the sky for whoever's listening. Mm-hmm. But I also think that having faith in an external source takes the pressure off of the individual. Mm. So I couldn't imagine only having faith in myself mm-hmm. and not having faith in something external. Mm-hmm. Um, because when it gets too great, I just pass that on to God and then mm-hmm. I don't, I can get out the way. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 But ultimately it, you can only give what you, what you have to give. <laughs> right. So at the end of the day. But. And, I, and I think that was the biggest thing in my way was like, I could do it all. Or I'm stubborn or I'm going to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And then if it didn't work out, I beat myself up. Not knowing that, hey, it didn't work out for a reason that is unbeknownst to me, mm-hmm. but is actually going to help me in the long term. So what, what were some of the, like, the biggest things that helped you strengthen your faith? I mean, probably setbacks, mm. you know, like I think hitting, you know, what I would call rock bottom when I left school and had shoulder surgery and didn't really have a place, you know, it was kind of halted. Um, and then, you know, reinventing careers, right, from professional tennis player to tennis coach and running tennis clubs to entrepreneur and coach and running several coaching businesses. Mm-hmm. each time I had to reinvent because for a while there, especially when I was playing tennis, I was hanging my hat on what I did as who I was. Mm-hmm. You can imagine if you lost, you felt like a loser. Mm-hmm. And if you won, you kind of were just like, yeah, it's cool, but I got to win the next one. Mm-hmm. So it was a very disempowering association. I had collapsed with what I did and who I was. Mm-hmm. So, but I needed that. I think I needed to see that and live that so that I could know that that's not the way I want to live. And that's not the way that is the most empowering way. Mm. Um, and then just at some point being open, open enough to, to read a Bible um, from when I read that Bible to when I actually like got baptized and became a Christian it was nine years. Mm. Mm. So like a slow crawl, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to making a commitment. But I was stubborn. Remember, that was the thing in my way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I had a girlfriend at the time or an ex-girlfriend who tried to get me into that and I wasn't having it and went through a bunch of relationships. And I think when life humbles you, you accept certain things more. And I probably had too much pride, too much ego, too much stubbornness. And over time, the hardships of life will chisel that out. And then you start to kind of open your eyes more. And then I became open. 
And it's like I tell people all the time, and you've been in church with me before, you wouldn't classify yourself as a Christian. I'm like, forget about the content. Go into a good church and walk out and tell me you don't feel better. Because there's something about being around people lifting themselves and other people up in a positive way that makes you feel good. And I think I was resisting to that for a while and then was looking for that, right? And then you combine that with business faith. You know, we associate with a lot of people who do what we do and who believe in supporting other people. Uh, that's huge for entrepreneurs. <laughs> and, and that renews my faith. Maybe I might not be having the success I want, but someone else might, or I might be, and then that supports someone else to lift their spirits up and to renew their faith. Um, it's nice when you can act without the results being there. Mm. And then when the results show up, because mm. they will eventually show up and we're always getting results. It might just not be the results right. we're looking for. Right. Yeah. I think uh, like growing up, growing up playing team sports, as opposed to individual sports, I always had this bias that team sports were better because of what I was learning and what I was experiencing and winning and losing together was always fun. But being a business owner now, I realize how much more I learn about myself. Of course, there's, I'm not doing it alone. Um, there's a lot of people around me supporting me, but the decisions that, that I make are, are for, for me. Um, and it's not like we're going to necessarily lose together with I, if my business fails, right? It's like yeah. my business is going to fail, not yours, but mine will, even though you can feel my pain type of thing. Right. Um, and being in a position like that really forces me to get very real with myself mm -hmm. and really clear about what I want and get closer to my intuition and learn to trust it more so that I can lean into it and, you know, burn the boats and go for it, you know? Um, so I, I totally resonate with what you're saying with, with the hardships and the, the suffering and all that and how that kind of like teaches us about faith and what it, what it is and um, our relation to it, relationship to it. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where like, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but you go back and you look at something you did or something you achieved and you're like, how the heck did I do that? <laughs> or why would I have done that? Right. right. Um, and, you know, I look at something like marriage, mm -hmm. right? I always tell people like, you know, who say they don't, they don't gamble. Right. I'm like, but you're married. Like, <laughs> right. like, what do you mean? I'm like marriage is the biggest gamble on the planet. <laughs> now you have two individuals. They might get married in their twenties or in their thirties or whenever they get married. And then they're going to be together ideally until they die hopefully 80s, 90s or longer. Well, that's like a 40 plus year gamble. That mm -hmm. is like the craziest parlay on the planet because individuals will grow separately. And the idea is they'll also grow together in a marriage. Mm -hmm. And so anytime I think about a business venture or doing this podcast or whatever, something like out of our wheelhouse or our comfort zone, I'm like, oh yeah, but I got married. <laughs> 
And like, there's nothing you can really say because talk about burning the boats. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I don't show up one week, you know, you know what happened? That took me out. Like, <laughs> you know, we, we took the word divorce out of our vocabulary the first year in our marriage because it just wasn't healthy. But there's faith in that, right? Hey, no matter what happens, mm-hmm. no matter what the other person is going through or we're going through collectively together, mm-hmm. we're all in. Mm-hmm. We're all in. And I think, you know, it's sad to see, you know, 50, 60% of these marriages failing. Because in my mind, it's a breakdown in faith and commitment. Mm. At some point, there was a conversation or a conversation to be had, and they didn't happen. Mm. So the willingness to be committed, the will, the willingness to act on faith, right? If you got faith and you're in your closet and no one knows about it, that's not faith. Mm-hmm. Right? That's theory. Mm-hmm. But can you go out and can you be that in the world? Can you act on that faith? Can it be obvious? Um, Cause that's exciting. Like people gravitate towards that. Mm-hmm. Right now, what would you say are the areas in your life where you have the, the strongest faith? Well, definitely my marriage, mm-hmm. um, probably business. Mm-hmm. Um, I think spiritual faith can always be better. Um, so that, that's definitely a point where I could definitely get better. And then I think there's definitely a point of like, uh, like well-being faith, right? Mm-hmm. Like physical fitness, mental fitness, emotional fitness, you know, there's times where I'm like, oh man, I don't know. I don't know if I can get back into that shape I was and mm-hmm. sustain it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those are the things that keep me from doing that, right? Those, those things and not moving through them, not the doubt, that's normal, but empowering the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes like, yeah, like I think my, my kids, mm. you know, like the next generation, mm. um, you know, will they be okay? Will, will I be that dad for them that's going to support them um, in the healthiest way possible? Mm-hmm. But sometimes it doesn't get delivered in the healthiest way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but can they get the lessons? Can they get, you know, the learning? Can they see the model? And, you know, can they produce, you know, fruitful lives that they're proud of? Mm-hmm. And I try not to think about that too much because that's a lot of what ifs. Right. <laughs> that I can't control. That's a rabbit hole. Right. But as a parent, that's probably the biggest thing I struggle with is like, you know, am I being the person for them that's going to help them? Am I putting them in positions to succeed? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I try, you know, I don't want to microanalyze every decision either. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing is, hey, can I be the model? Mm-hmm. And by the way, without being perfect, because I think that creates something as well. But like, can I admit mistakes? Can I use that as a learning lesson for me and for them. Like, like having faith and complete control, uh, complete trust, right. Is letting go of that control. Right. Which is tricky because studies are out there that people who have the most control are the happiest. Mm-hmm. So I think if we drill down on that. It's having control of the things they have control over mm-hmm. are the happiest. 
mm-hmm. and they don't waste time on the things they don't have control of. Right. Which ultimately is only yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, am I here? Right. Yeah. Am I awake? Did I do whatever my, my rituals are, my habits are right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. Right. Because people take that control thing too far. I mean, that's, that's how I am um, from a default place. I like to control things. I like to have the itinerary printed out and downloaded and tattooed on my forehead. Um, doesn't work like that though. Right. Most, most days we're calling, we're, we're calling audibles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, that's, that's definitely the thing, the, the duality, right? Control what you can control be really proficient in that, mm-hmm. but also don't waste time or dwell on the things you can't control. Right. And ultimately, if you could only control yourself and how you respond to things, then faith really is like not really trying to control what's going to happen or what the outcome is going to be. Yep. And it comes down to faith in yourself at the end of the day. And yeah. Like there's so, you know, you, you hear of like blind faith and you'd hear um, like different takes on what blind faith is. Some people say, Oh, that's just it, like idiotic. That's naive. Mm-hmm. But if, if, you know, what's your take on blind faith? Well, I'd love to see like, non-blind faith what that looks like right it sounds sounds like an oxymoron right like what would you call that like uh controlled faith clear vision faith like i don't know i mean i've never seen that before um yeah i don't know yeah i mean i think it's all blind i i agree like i guess it would be evidence-based faith which isn't faith um, but that would be the antithesis of blind faith. I think there's no reason to put blind in there. Let's mm-hmm. call it faith. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's no saying because this worked. I collected evidence, so then that'll work. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's people trying to use logic for an illogical topic. One Whoa. is a, logic's a head-based concept, and faith is a heart-based concept. Boom. Hundred percent. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, that, that would make me laugh if someone brought that up. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm faithful, but not blindly faithful. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think, I I I think it's 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 to the heart and the intuition and to your gut, and that's what you got to lead on if you want to exercise from a place of faith. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, what do you think, you know, as we kind of, you know, wrap up here, what do you think someone, whoever's listening and they're kind of like, you know, relating to what we're talking about, but maybe they're not, you know, where we are in our faith. Maybe they didn't go back and examine their relationship with faith. What do you think, you know, from a practical action item, what's something that person can take on over the next week to support them in their journey with faith? Um, I think there's a couple, couple aspects to it. Um, first, you know, we, we, we agree that ultimately it comes down to the only thing you control is yourself, right? So if we can only control ourselves, then 
we have to learn to know ourselves even better, which means to question our beliefs because they may have been conditioned into us all along. So do you really love pizza because you really love pizza or because your family always ate pizza and your friends eat pizza and you just want to be part of the group or whatever, right? Like and for the record, we have nothing against pizza. I love it. We love pizza. So we don't <laughs> want like pizza hate groups coming at us, you know, just kidding. We love all kinds. <laughs> we got to be careful these days. Yes. Say. Um, so my, my invitation would be to, to just like start practicing questioning your existing beliefs and it can get as silly as, as you want to get, but no, no, leave no stone unturned. And this is like, this is like a never ending thing. You're never going to be, be able to reexamine all of your beliefs for the rest of your life, you know, and that's okay. It's just a matter of getting to know yourself and actually like saying, Hey, I have a choice. I don't want, if I don't want, if I don't want to eat pizza anymore, then I won't because of this, 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 and this reason. Maybe I'm diabetic and I don't want to eat that or whatever. Um, start re, you know, questioning, questioning your, your existing beliefs. And you may, you may change them in the future too. And that's okay. But the process is what's important to get to know yourself better. Then you have faith, more faith in yourself. You trust yourself more, and then you can have faith and other people and everything else you do um, in life. What do you say, Jeff? Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think to kind of piggyback that, just noticing where they see faith in, in action, mm. you know? So maybe they never noticed the Uber example or the airplane example mm. or, um, hey, yeah, I'll drive to the party. Uh, mm. Cool, like, again, like we do these things subconsciously we don't actually label them as things in faith. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing, um, just going to faithful experiences. So if you go to church, go to a different kind of church. If you've never been to church, go to a church, go to um, a, a religious ceremony, uh, watch a video on Taoism, on Buddhism, whatever the thing is. Mm -hmm. um, experiencing other people's faith for me was super powerful. Mm -hmm. um, because I always got something from it. Um, and it's really cool. Um, so separating religion or spirituality from faith, because there's an intention there mm -hmm. and, and leading with that intention. I think that would be powerful. And it definitely was for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that was very powerful for me to, to go to different churches, Catholic, Christian, um, you know, Buddhist ceremonies, um, I'd love to experience like a Muslim um, uh, event, um, Jewish event, like all of that. And I, I'm, I'm guessing that I'd feel the same. I'd have the same type of very powerful love um, at all of them. But I haven't experienced that yet. So we'll, see. All right. well, maybe you'll take that on too. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, we appreciate uh, listening, watching, just connecting with us. Uh, and as always, feel free to reach out at all the places. Uh, we love the comments, we love the interaction. And if you have a, uh, a topic that you want us to talk about, let us know and we'll definitely throw that in. Um, and we look forward to catching you at the next episode, episode number five, and we will hold the topic until then.
Thanks for checking us out. See you guys in the next one. Thank you for checking out this episode of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. And if you got some value today, please subscribe and share, and we'll see you on the next one.